everybody and welcome to the Witty Writers Show. It's a very, very special show today because we're doing it in conjunction with the book club hosted by Heather Skinner. Hello, Heather. Hi. <laughs> it's so lovely to see you and we're, we're going to be interviewing the fabulous Josephine Wrightson. Hello, Joe. <laughs> I tell you, I, I love it when we do group shows. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Hopefully, everywhere we've all shared, it's all gone live. It's all bing, 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 bing. It all mm, hopefully. Uh, I, I've been at it this morning and last night. I think I, between us, we must have shared about over 50 times. It was like different groups and stuff. I've tagged lots of people as well because on my original interview, I had a lot of my ladies that didn't know how to find us. Oh, so I'll tag them in the link this time. Yeah, and it's a lot easier when we can share the live link as well. So I'll tell you what, ha thumbs up to StreamYard because it's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Um, it's been a lifesaver for me because I'm able to pre-schedule and pre-share and not do everything last minute. It's it's absolutely brilliant. But the reason we're doing today is because Heather, you do the most fantastic book club where you literally give authors a chance to have their books voted on and read for a particular month and it's absolutely brilliant it really really is because we do you do it like monthly so you do a monthly poll a book gets a book and author gets chosen and then that's the book you you focus on all month and and for this last month it's been you Josephine Wrightson yes, yes. I've been great I've loved it with your dark fantasy which I have to say <laughs> I've read <laughs> it's, a bit, it's it's in the in the spicy books category and and i'll tell you what the story Do we have an extremely spicy or just spicy category listen i like a bit of spice on all levels i don't mind <laughs> <laughs> but what we're going to do i'm going to hand it over to heather because you are the co-host for the day and um and i'm just gonna enjoy the chat and and i'm gonna enjoy being part of the guest actually Yay. <laughs> so, thank so you so over to you, Heather, my darling. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you, first of all, for having us back here. This is such an honoring um, just being able to be back again. I love your show. Love you. And I'm so glad that we get to connect again <laughs> like this. So thank you so much. And you got, you know, I was so great, too. We got to watch Stephen Manchester with you recently, too, who was our first book club vote in. Um, so I'm so glad we're getting to connect. And this is awesome. Thank you for this unique opportunity to have us back. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm just as thrilled. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> this is great. And I want to give a shout out too to thank you both for being here at this time of day, because for me, it's 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And I know it's completely different times for both of you as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what for you, is it six where you are, Josephine? It's just after five. I've not got a clock in here that works. So without looking, <laughs> but yeah, it's just after five. And then I think, Beth, are we like three hours apart or two? I forget. It's, it's, I think it's three hours. It's nine o'clock here. Um, and I have to say, it make, does make a nice change for Josephine, bless her, because normally when she watches the show, she's trying to keep her eyelids open because it's so I late. I'm like, oh, my God, how is she still awake? <laughs> no, I think she's absolutely amazing. I really, really do. I don't know how she does it. We've got people joining us, though, so please pop up your comments and say hello. Um, we've got a couple of ladies that, are, if you don't mind, and I'll quickly pop them up 
so we can see them. Um, we've got JR. Hello, darling. How are you? She Hello. <laughs> and we've also got Bonnie. She says, hello, ladies, too. Hi, um, Bonnie. <laughs> we've got lots more popping up, so we can get to them whenever you're ready. But please pop up your questions and, and your greetings in the comments. And then, obviously, Heather can can give me the nod in between the questions for Josephine and we can get them on. And this is live, so all the mistakes as well. Yeah, what's and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad to see Bonnie's here because Bonnie, you are actually one of Josephine's winners of, I believe that was for the signed book copy, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, congratulations. That is awesome. Congratulations. And hopefully. I'll sign it and get it to her if she PMs me her address. Perfect. And then those who are watching now too can be entered into her other giveaway um, for her stunning photo book. Do you have that handy by any chance? I do. Yay. Yay. I came prepared. <laughs> it is fabulous. Oh, as much as possible. Yeah. We're going back to front there, but the fingers are <laughs> She's so clever at doing stuff like this. She really is. It is. This is such a unique keepsake. I think that's gorgeous. It is. Uh, there's also with a little bit with a little bit of actual writing. Ooh, some it's little photographs from the actual book. Um, so yeah, lots of different pictures. I love that. I love that. And Bonnie says, "I was?" Question mark. Yay! <laughs> Made her day. Yeah, it was so great reading her reviews. I loved what she had to say about your books. So congratulations again. Thank you. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna get right into it. I'm kind of directing my questions at both of you. Um, because I really love, I actually find it very interesting that even though your books are so unique and different you also kind of share some of the same concepts. So this is really cool. I get to talk to you together. <laughs> like, I, I think this is going to make this really unique and interesting. So, um, but first I'll start off while we were discussing your, um, like the prologues and epilogues and extras and books this month, while we were talking about your book, Josephine, yeah. um, another author actually, uh, who is a member, Courtney Turner Hoyle, she mentioned that she loves song lists in books. So my first question to both of you is, do you have like a certain list of songs that you think would really go well with your books? Maybe they inspired you while you were writing, um, or maybe you just think it would fit the themes of or scenes of your books. I do actually listen to music while I'm writing. Um, I have my headphones on and then go into my own. And I do have, I use Spotify and I have, I name each one after my books. So I've got, balance and the ones I choose to listen to while I'm writing that one and the rest as well so yes <laughs> what's one of them on your list can you share one with us um I think it's called oh goodness now you it's just the group is breaking Benjamin and it's it's demons that the song is about uh let me find it I don't know off the top of my head okay names and things are not the darker view by breaking Benjamin. Oh, oh yeah, that is really cool and fitting. Nice. Mm. <laughs> I like that. What about you, Beth? Do you have any songs that come to mind for either Josephine's books or your own? 
Um, do you know what? I'm one of those. I have to write and read in the quiet. I, I find it very hard to zone in as I'm writing. Um, so, so I'm complete opposite to Josephine. I need like peace and quiet. And if I'm in the writing mood and my family's all making a noise, I just get really frustrated. <laughs> and I have to bite my tongue <laughs> because I know them being the family, but I'm like, what's a peace and quiet? <laughs> to be honest with you, and Josephine will tell you this. I, I literally, a lot of the time I'll do like 19 hour days. Because I'll get the stuff done for the show and everything else during the day. And then when everyone starts going off to bed, that is when I'm like in heaven. So Josephine will message me going, are you still up? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm writing. <laughs> I'm getting up. Beth should be going to bed. It's very up. Yeah, I should have been in bed like hours ago. And I'm still <laughs> writing. Because it's so quiet and cool, I, I can just get stuck in and just write mm. away. Um I love your choice of Breaking Benjamin because I love that band. Um, I think for mine, one of the songs that really sort of sticks in my mind for my trilogy is um, Radioactive. Oh, right. I yeah. love that because it's it's so, it's so, it sounds so dramatic, doesn't it? And, and I, I mean, I love that band anyway. My son um, told me about them before they even got noticed and before they got signed. And he's like, Mum, you got to listen to this song. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like that. Next thing you know, they were the next big thing. Um, and they actually followed me on Twitter for a while. That's my claim to fame. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they didn't last for long. <laughs> Once they got famous, they were like, now nah, I'm going to drop you. <laughs> no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> uh, I haven't actually checked whether they're still following me or not, but fantastic mm -hmm. fans. But... I think that's a really good idea about doing a, a playlist with the books. Mm -hmm. Josephine, maybe that's something you could start doing, especially as mm -hmm. you're listening to the music as you're writing. Yeah. Because you can have, you know, the songs that that you're listening to at dramatic moments, especially, you're going to be able to share. Oh, I love that. I've never heard of that. That's awesome. I think <laughs> I've, yeah, I think that's something that everybody should do. The majority of the ones I listen to are because my books, Umbrella Term is Romance. I like easy listening, romantic songs, but every now and then I actually think that one is, is a lovely song, full stop. Um, but yeah, it, the emotions in the book, you can relate to the song as well. Yeah. I love it. And you know, it's funny when you associate it with songs, I don't know why, but I already feel like, I know we, Beth, we spoke about this last month with your books. Like I can totally envision both your books being turned into movies. And I feel like when you add the, the music to it, it adds more to it too. Like, okay, you're building your soundtracks now. Like, <laughs> I like where we're going. It's funny because when you think about it, right, obviously with when you're watching a movie, there's music all the way throughout and the music does set the scene. So I suppose it does make sense to maybe add a playlist with your books because mm. you are setting the scene. Um, I mean, when you think about like the Jaws, you know, duh, <laughs> duh, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you could really go to town. No, in a playlist. The, the, the original Jaws, when the young, at the beginning, when the young girl's in the water being eaten, and the screaming, I cannot listen to that still. That still terrifies me. It's like crushing time. 
Because the music just adds to the to the suspense and the and the the drama of it. Doesn't, I can't watch anything scary anymore because my husband watches me instead of the movie. And the moment the music gets all tense and I'm like, oh, glued to something to happen, he'll all of a sudden grab me and go, oh, look, oh. <laughs> I won't repeat what I'd say to him. But <laughs> well, at least we didn't have to read. You didn't have to read my book in the light. Like definitely did. <laughs> Turn the lights on. <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> well, not expecting it like that at all. Well, no, do you know what? I must admit. See, I'm a, the horror stories that I've read are shocking. Um, so, so your book for me was just fantastic. I loved it. I love both. Mm -hmm. I put I put book one down. Can I just say we, we were talk we're talking about balance and retribution. Book one. Um, I've actually read both. Like Heather, I, I finished the first one of yours, Josephine, and I couldn't wait to get to the second. I'm like, oh, I need to know what's going to happen. Because I was so sucked in. Honestly, once I, I, I was, I couldn't put them down. <laughs> you had to, though. I know I've got other shit to do, but I didn't want to. <laughs> it's true. You do such a great job of, like, building so many questions. And then even when you start to answer some of the questions, you've already put more in. And I'm like, ah! I have to find out. Uh, but I've got to eat dinner. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I like God. a book that does that, though. Yeah, yes. me too. Yeah. I mean, some authors wouldn't leave it on a cliffhanger either. Um, but I think Balance Book One had more than one cliffhanger at the end so you gave you one answer and moved on to the next in the next book yes yeah. in a really great way too because it's a cliffhanger but like it also kind of wraps it up at the same time in, in its own way where that one does feel like its own complete work but you you have to know what happens next at the same time but it's it, a was, it was a natural end that for book one it was originally meant to be one book but as i started writing it and and if the flow was going it's like it's going to be awfully long for one book and then it just worked oh that's a good end that's what we'll so we'll leave it there for that one and then we'll go straight in it there's no time lapse or anything it's straight into the next one yeah, I prefer that to be honest with you. I like it when if somebody's going to do a book series or a trilogy, I do prefer it when it's seamlessly one story. Do you know what I mean? Where you can literally just put one down, start reading the second, and just carry on being absorbed. Um, I find it very difficult with other with some other authors when they sort of do this massive big recap and everything else. I'm like, I don't want all this recap and stuff. I just want to get back into the story. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I must admit, I'm the same when I'm watching, uh, you know, like a TV series. If I'm on Netflix, I hate to sort of, you know, I'm not promoting anything, but when I'm on, when I'm watching Netflix or whatever, I am one mm -hmm. of those, I'm like, no, skip intro. No, yeah. skip yeah, I yeah. don't want a recap. I've just watched it. Why do I need a recap? And then you go from one episode straight to another and they've jumped like 10 years and you think, Oh, right, hang on a minute. Where are we? Who's who? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was so glad I'm not the only one. We've got some more hellos and comments when you're ready. So oh, go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, Nick says the three amigos. <laughs> I like that. Cecil. <laughs> um, we've got Lisa. She says hello, hello. Oh, Lisa. Lisa's great. Lisa's a German lady that's one of my readers. Oh, Stephanie as well. I can see them as you put them up. Yeah, we've got <laughs> Stephanie. She says hello, ladies. And Hi, Lisa. Yeah. Lisa's cracking up. She went, she said the three amigos. I like that. <laughs> um, Bonnie says I've read both. Also, she's a she's an avid reader. She's fabulous. She really is. I'm not surprised, Bonnie. I'm not surprised because you're awesome. Um, Lisa says a great book. Yeah, read it before. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, Stephanie says yes. That first chapter of Balance and Retribution scared the heck out of me. LOL. <laughs> But do you know what it is? I mean, the start at Balance and Retribution is so dramatic. I love it. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it because, you know, as a female reader, you can put yourself in her shoes, can't you? Think, oh, you know, walking down a dark street and there's these noises and then you feel something and you feel like something's there because that's what us women are like. We're very aware, sensory. Oh, we pick up not just on emotions and stuff, but we can feel when somebody's watching us, when something's not right. I think it's great that you wrote it like that because so many of us are like that. Um, and we do sense things that we're not really sure are there or not. But yeah. uh, Stephanie yeah. said, just add music and I'd really be a mess. Hello. <laughs> it wouldn't quite be the dessert of yours. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if you had that? Dun -dun, dun -dun. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so glad we're talking about this after I've read the first chapter because I think I would hear it in my head the whole time I was reading. Now, like the jaws, like. <laughs> oh my god! That was so funny. Oh my god! My eyes water as well. I love it. Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. Let me pull up another question here that I've got. So, because this is great. I love this. I can't wait to see what else you both have to say. I love talking with both. Amazing. Can you see what he's doing? Hi there. We need the music. Yeah. <laughs> I live in a madhouse. I have absolutely no sense of it being peaceful. <laughs> Hence headphones oh, and music. Oh, <laughs> I just warn you, I've had four children. And, and if I laugh too hard, I might have to brace myself. I'm just giving a up right now. <laughs> I'm not quite that bad. <laughs> It does hurt a bit still, though. <laughs> oh, my God. I already feel like I've done 100 sit-ups already. Oh, That's my God. That's the second God. time this week. I'll tell you. the point of crying. I know. Why I tell you, honestly, the private conversations me and Josephine have, we're like a double act. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you're getting to share it. I hope everybody's laughing too. I like what laughing. And there was a smaller hand in there as well. So I just think Nick said he scared himself. Oh. 
Oh my god. Sorry for the stick now. Oh. Um, ladies bring Right. Ooh. All right. That was great. Whoever said book chat can't be hilarious. <laughs> I think book chat is great. <sighs> but anyway. Okay. okay. Well, Ooh, next question. <laughs> All right. So while I was reading your book, Josephine, yeah. I actually made quite a few connections to like I feel like you could market to a lot of fan bases, like a lot of different fan bases that already exist with like really big um well-known works too. So like I actually felt a little bit of a Harry Potter vibe in there. Um <laughs> Like I, love I love Harry Potter, <laughs> and I know that <laughs> too with that. So yeah, the, the the books grew up with the kids that started reading them as well. My son started reading them when they first came out. He's now turning thirty next month. Yeah, um, and I feel like the so adults now. Still, the the stories grew with the kids. They got darker as they got further yeah. on. So I feel like that adult Harry Potter fan base would love your work because she's kind of like this chosen one and you find out more about the parents and you find out more of her. And I'm not, I, I, I my favorite Harry Potter character is actually Snape. And I think that's why I love Marvin oh, I so much yeah. in your book because he's yeah. kind of like the anti-hero to me, like, like Snape was. So I yeah. felt like you could, I mean, you could market to Harry Potter fan base, maybe a little Twilight in there, maybe a little like, <laughs> Um, even more modern, like um, the Loki. I don't know how many, if you guys have watched the new Loki Marvel. No, I've not, not yet. Have not. There's kind of this, like, I, I felt like, um, you know, kind of the way things were destined a little bit written in your book. That kind of fits in with that. Like, um, even Narnia with your trees. I loved it. So, like, what I wanted to know is, do you guys think your books share any kind of fan bases or even, like, age target bases? Um, because it's so wide, like I could see, you know, Beth's fitting into so many too. And I would love to know what you guys think your target. Yeah, or I would best done the two version, adult and version, uh, a young adult version, minor adult across the board because best done the young adult, brilliant. It's an, a marvelous idea. But for me, I think my age group with all the, saucy stories and everything else that's going about for the spicy stuff is all younger generations and aimed at younger generations. The characters are younger. I like to think I, my target market is the older lady, full stop. Um, other people can enjoy it as well, of course, but that's in my head. That's what I've aimed it at and that's what I've wrote for. It's, it's a different situation though for you and I yeah. though, because Obviously, nearly, well, all of your characters are adults, all of them. You know, Annalise only has very small amount of contact with one child, and, yeah. and, that, and that's to save her and rescue her. But other than that, all of your characters are adults. So mm -hmm. you're right, your book should definitely only be for an adult market because people want to read about others who are the same as them. They want to they want to be in that character's shoes. They want to be that person, especially when you're talking adult romance and adult dark fantasy romance. Because as women, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it because nobody else will, 
we want to put ourselves in her shoes and have that, you know, relationship with Ash and that hot, passionate, you yeah, know, flirting and everything else. Yeah, I feel that you get forgotten about as you get older and you think you're just numb below the neck. You're true. That's right. You're so right. And do you know what? The, what people have to remember is that, and I'm going to say this obviously from a woman's perspective, women don't actually get into their sexual peak until they're more mature, mm -hmm. whereas males hit their sexual peak a lot younger. But, you know, this is why cougars were invented. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because, <laughs> yeah, because it's, 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 it's genetics. Women sexually mature much later on. Um, and whereas, as I said, men, they're a lot younger. The, you know, their, their sexual peak is in their 20s and 30s. We're, we're only just hitting it in our, you know, late 30s, 40s and 50s. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> You're right. There is a lack of material in, you know, vast numbers like there is for the younger generation. And yet we're only just hitting our peak. We're like... Okay, bring it on. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I tell everybody and anybody what I write. Yeah. I, I accost people on the street. <laughs> I can understand, Joe, why your books are so popular because, you know, as a more mature woman, we want material where the characters are more our age group, where mm. they are still having fun and, and um, you know, getting up to mischief and, you know, having the life of Riley, shall we say. Um, have adding a bit of spice to our life, you know, but that's what you know older women are looking for. And the nice thing is, is because your characters are more mature, any adult of any age can enjoy it and picture themselves as that character, having those experiences, having that fun, and 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 you know, you can just get lost in and escape reality for a little while. Yeah. And kind of on that in that direction too, which I love. I don't know if I've heard both of you say it or or Beth, but you guys kind of call them naughty bits in your book, and I think that's so endearing. Um, <laughs> but on that in that direction, I do want to say like Beth has it in her adult version, um, and then you have you know more in book two. I feel like for yours, Josephine. Um, more of a slow burn for book one. It's there, but it's not. Yeah. This but what I love is you guys know themselves as well, rather than and each other, rather than just jump straight in. I'm not into the stories where you just jump straight into them. Right, That's and I like to build it. use it so like it's plot and it's done very mature, like in both of your books where you have it. Because I read the adult versions of Best when I read hers in the the book club last month too. Um, so like I, I was wondering if you had tips for other authors who maybe aren't sure how to add in the naughty bits scenes because you guys both do it in such a good way you you especially josephine's there's plot to it and even yours you know leads to um beth like you know things happening later on and they both do this way of building um like a there's realism and then you kind of are reminded what they're fighting for when they get to the battles in both your books too like that family love um you do it so well what would your tips be for authors maybe unsure how to do the same thing do you know what? It's one of those things. I think you have to keep it realistic. There are there are many books out there, and I'm sure Josephine's read a few as well because Josephine's an avid reader. Um, yeah. 
there are some books that you read and the sex scenes are just thrown in. And you think, where on earth did that come from? Hang on a minute. One minute they're doing this, and the next minute they're like, having it away. How did that happen? Because, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because it's just been thrown in there. Yes, there is a market for adult fiction. Yes, there is a market for adult fiction because a lot of people want to read about real relationships. And if you're in a real relationship, you know, the majority of real relationships involve a sexual a sexual component. There's mm -hmm. love, there's passion, there's need, there's want, you know, that and everybody, doesn't matter who you are, in real life, everybody wants to feel needed, wanted, and desired. And that's huge. And a successful relationship will remain successful if both parties, no matter what sex they are, feel needed wanted and desired and you know you've got to put that when you're talking when you're writing about relationships whether it be <clears throat> a partnership or a marriage or just a long-term commitment you have to involve real life elements which includes a sexual relationship and obviously you know that can vary from one degree to the next you know, but I mean, Josephine does a fantastic job with with her chemistry between her two main characters, Annalise and Ash, because she's right. There is a slow burn in book one, but all relationships. Well, uh, hang on. Most relationships start as a slow burn because you're getting to know each other. You've got that sexual chemistry. You've got that self-doubt. Is he interested in me as much as I'm interested in him? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know. can I trust my own feelings? Mm -hmm. Do I really want to go into this relationship or not? You can't deny the chemistry. And Ash and Annalise are going through all these emotions in book one, which is what most of us go through in our long-term relationships. It's real life. I and do think there's a difference as well between love, desire, and sex. Lust, yeah, it's exactly. One its, own. It, it's just, I don't write just sex. Yeah. I, I write the desire and the love, as I say, it's romance, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it, it, and you're in the market for just sex, but that's not my market. No, I, do you know what? I think the, when you add... A, a sexual relationship or, or evolve a sexual relationship in a, in, a, in, a, in a book. I think if you if you make sure you have all the other components in there, you know, the insecurities, the passion, the doubts, that, you know, the, the sort of all attitude or whatever, if you throw all those mixes in, you're going to make it more realistic for the reader because mm -hmm. that's what we all go through. Um, and, and let's face it, I think if it's done tastefully, yeah. Then, then it adds depth to the characters because you feel their lust for each other, or you feel their love for each other, and it just sort of draws you in. It really, really does. But for anybody who wants to write about sex scenes and relationships, I think you've got to give just enough so the reader can picture it in their head without being graphic. And you have to be very careful because there's a lot of trigger words that many people don't like. And some that of them, cringe. yeah, and some of them are really odd. For example, <laughs> I, I'm, right, there's lots of people watching right now. No, there are so many names. You ask, you put a post on and ask people to 
use the weirdest names that sound to separate parts of the body. It, it, it's like way out there. It is, it is. But I'm going to tell, I'm going to say one now, right, which isn't a rude word, but I can guarantee it will probably make half of our viewers cringe. Moist. <laughs> I swear to you, I have got so many friends that go, oh, don't say that word. <laughs> it's not even a sexual I mean, it's, you know, it's the same as damp. It's not even a sexual word. But for some strange reason, it's one of the trigger words. People go, oh, and they hate it. Um, but, you know, you can't say, cannot say the C word. You know, if you say the P word, um, you know, as in cat, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of women are go, oh, you know. So, so you know, you there have are writers that carry it off that do do it. Yeah, they are very specific in the way that they write, um, and they have a certain following. I I cringe. I can read it, but it's like, well, <laughs> I know. But the, the the one thing I would recommend to anybody who's a new writer who wants to include any adult relationship content. Is, is to research that the most used words that are the least triggering. And read. Read somebody that you would aspire to be sort of yes. thing. Go through exactly. and look at how they do it, how they put it. It's all about... I find the writing the easiest bit about it. I don't like editing. <laughs> And the marketing, I can actually market because I can talk. It, it's the technical side of it that I struggle with. Um, but, yeah, I read and read and read as well as write. Now, I've done 13, 13 books in two years. So I am full of stories. But it, it, sometimes it, it, you find something that's comparable to where you want to be with your own work and see how they've done. Don't copy them, obviously, but see how they do things. Yeah. Just read. Yeah, they're techniques. You're better off learning techniques from the top sellers for your mm. genre and your, you know, and your type of book. Um, just quickly, we have got tons of comments popping up. So I'm going to quickly, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly go up. Right. <laughs> Carla's made me laugh because she's put the banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. She's so <laughs> Crack of you up, Carla. The banana's supposed to be moist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick says, thank you, hon. Finally, somebody who understands my pain. <laughs> oh, going to kill him. <laughs> oh, I to say that publicly. Oh, the reason he's saying that, the reason he's saying it is because Lisa said, should we feel sorry for Josephine's husband? I also think it's good when the main characters are also written for older readers. <laughs> so that's why I said thank you for somebody you understand. <laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie says, so good to hear you guys laughing. Uh, oh, we can't help it, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa says, oh, uh, Lisa says, it's nice to hear that you're you're having fun and that it promises to be an interesting event. <laughs> I think that's putting it mildly, babe. Yeah. 
Bonnie says yes. She she enjoyed Loki as well. I'm clearly crying here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm trying um, not to, but I'm struggling. Sherry says, "Do you have any characters that you are waiting to put in that certain book to be written?" Ooh. I have a list. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> How long's your list, Josephine? Have, I've got characters going left, right, and centre, and yeah. Oh my, you yeah. don't know if you wasn't an author, people would call you, you know, like a schizophrenic where you got like, <laughs> I've never always talking I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 this is the only career you can have where you can be literally mental and Go with it. imaginary Go with people it. and have imaginary people talk to you and yet you still class the same. <laughs> You know, that's true. I love when authors say my characters told me they were doing this. And when you put it in that context, it's like, wait a minute, if you were anybody else, <laughs> you weren't an author. Where's that going on? All my editing, my books oh. are waiting in line. And I have so many of them now that I want to bring to completion. And I keep looking at them thinking, yeah, no, editing. Yeah, no editing. <laughs> Fighting the urge, she's fighting the urge. Um, as you know, Sharon Brownlee does my covers for me, and she was doing a, a event, a cover selling event, and I spotted one. Don't sell that. I want. <laughs> Please save that one for me, oh. because she will, obviously they're all stock photos, and then we layer them and do other things with them so that they're my covers that I spotted it and she doesn't like to use them more than once if she can help it so I asked her to save it for me <laughs> uh, do you know what that's a good that's a good way of doing it and to be honest with you I mean you're really lucky because you found her and she's done an amazing job on all your covers it's just absolutely amazing yeah so you're all in my living room wall but you can't see them because that's in the other room <laughs> You're such a prolific writer. You're probably one of our best customers. I've got to tell you. <laughs> she writes her own books as well. She's very, very good. Um, her her books are very good sellers. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> My kids will say, Mom, most people have pictures of the family on the walls, not naughty book covers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Got to say, yeah, you may not be up here, darling, but you're in here. Yeah. Well, then, when book covers are on one wall, the kids are on the other wall. But I'm running out of space. There we go. There. Here's one we made earlier. It's like being on Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> and they're gorgeous trains. They really set them out. I've got a set of those. Can I just add? Can I just add that before he? showed us your your beautiful book cover he did pop this up i <laughs> know he's not if you two keep making me laugh i'm literally gonna be uh, uh, i'm not gonna be able to walk <laughs> he's obviously watching it in the other room <laughs> oh my god i am dying i am dying <laughs> Oh, this is great. 
I did want to bring up too, like you're you're talking about how you're re-editing and you've got all this creative stuff that you want to work on at the same time. And I have to I have to give you props for your restraint because you're so good. I love what I've read of your work. Like you're just such a great writer. It's so creative. And it must be really hard not to create right now with re-editing because I follow a lot of like tip videos and stuff like that with writing. Um, and there's this one I watch, um, Bookends Literary Agency. They have a YouTube channel. Oh, you see them? I love them. They have such great tips. And they recently put out a video where they were they did go in more depth about how editing works, even with an agency. And there's so many eyes on it. It takes a year, sometimes two years of back and forth. And both of you do this on your own. And I mean, I it, that takes a lot of restraint. That's not an easy part. Like the fun part is creating, especially when you have so many other ideas kicking around. So I definitely want to give you both props for what you do. And I mean, Josephine with not only editing and putting it out there, re-editing everything. Like that's a lot of like dedication to what you're doing because that's, I can't wait for you to also start putting more out. Like now that I've gotten this introduction to your work, I want to read the everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are two more that there are at the moment, as it stands, the spin-off to the balanced ones, which are this one. Okay. And then the next one in line is this one. So right, I'm left to right on here and then the camera is opposite, isn't it? So I'm moving the way I think it should be and it's not, it's the opposite way. Well, but I always say to hold it up in front of your face and then you know it's square. <laughs> can't go wrong. <laughs> that reminds me too, in the beginning it was brought up, like I kind of was so excited to start the questions. I should have had you all say your books too. Like everyone, Earth Angels trilogy with Beth was, and then you were voted in next, Josephine. We read Balance and Retribution, um, book one and two. I'm so sorry. I jumped the, the. We're winning it. Well, it's, it's all good. It's all good. I, I have actually attached all of Josephine's details and books and stuff all in the comments as well so all her links are on there and you can read her amazing reviews you can click and go straight to her amazon page to buy her books it's all on there for you but i just want to quickly say as well for the for any new writers that have joined today there are many different types of editors which is why as as heather said it takes so long when you go through a traditional publishing route because you have line editors um, you know, you have copyright editors. There are editors for each stage. So you get, you know, one editor will check your story to make sure it flows. You know, the story's consistent. It's in the right order and everything else. Then you've got somebody who will just concentrate on the grammar, positioning of everything and, and that type of thing. Then you might have another editor who will check for sensitivity and trigger words. So when you go through a traditional publisher, there are many different types of editors that each take turns with your work, which is why it's so thorough and it takes so long. Um, but for, for authors like Josephine and I, you know, we are very limited because, you know, we've both got families. We've both got, still got children at home, um, you know, and, and obviously our families have to come first before we do because that's, you know, it's part of being a mum. So you, we have to do the majority of it on our own. Um, but I would like to give a shout out to Beth um, Hale, 
who who actually she's an author but she's also a fantastic editor as well and she does editing for well she's done editing for myself and for many other authors that I know and she is extremely reasonable and super efficient and fast I mean this woman's like an editing machine she's brilliant she, honestly she is really brilliant I can't recommend her enough and I've used her three times I think now uh, or should I say used her services um and she's, <laughs> she's wonderful but but just a little FYI for for any new author make sure you get it edited because if you don't get your work edited at some level um, you're going to get very nasty reviews that you can't get rid of once they're up. So take your time and do it and try and do it as best you can because once it's out there, you're going to be judged by readers and they will, some of them can be ruthless with their reviews. And as I said, once, they're, once their Amazon reviews are up there, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to go, oh, okay, then. sorry. <laughs> It's a tough ask. It really is. I mean, even when they were talking on that video I watched, I mean, they said even with all those eyes on it and different people and back and forth, however many times they help you with it, a lot of books still go out with some kind of error in it. Like it's so hard to do that. And then as you guys doing it as one person or even just, you know, another person, an eye on it. I mean, that's a lot of work. So I give you props for it. I was actually saying in the group this um, like recently, I sometimes when I find an error, I kind of like feeling like I've got this backstage pass to the book. Like, like, I don't know, like I, I envision the author sitting there just scribbling this story down because it's so important to get it out. Like, I don't know, sometimes like it kind your of- mind goes faster than your fingers. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I kind of like that, like, I feel like I'm getting this VIP reading <laughs> experience when I catch them like, <laughs> they were just so into this scene i just i see them at a desk with the light on like <laughs> <laughs> it does get you like that it's a, uh, one little tip and and that's something that josephine does and and this is why she's so good but um listening to your own work can pick up a lot of things that you miss just by reading because the way our brain works when you when you're rereading and rereading the same work over and over again, you you the same manuscript. After a while, your brain actually corrects it, so you don't see it anymore. You don't see that mistake. You don't it see that. Yeah, and and you do that a lot, don't you? With your with your books, you listen to them. Um, and when I think it's correct, and I listen back, and I think, what's that doing there? That's an extra word. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, that's a very, very good tip for, for editing. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you can hear it. You, you might read it okay, but when you listen to it back, there's, sometimes there's a different way of putting it down, swapping the words around and making it flow easier, even though it reads okay. Yeah. Even having a comma, you can have a comma in the wrong place and it can completely change the flow of that sentence and or, or it won't make sense but the moment you put the comma right where it should be or take it out or take it out you're like oh okay that's that's much better i always <laughs> if i have to if i have to reread a sentence it needs changing yeah. there's something there that's that my brain is not 
liking. So if I have to reread it, it needs changing. I was yeah. telling Josephine a while back, I think the comma usage in her books actually gave it its own life. Like it, it um, because you see so many points of view throughout the book, which I find really awesome um, in Balance and Retribution. <laughs> but then there's something about the comma usage that kind of makes me feel like I'm with Annalise the whole way still. Like her hesitation <laughs> is still built into all the other characters' thoughts and actions and what they're saying. It was really, really cool, actually. Like I felt connected to her throughout that the whole way. Like she was there kind of reacting to everything with the way you did that. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> It's very, very cool because it literally, you, you do, you feel like you're on her journey. Yeah. You really, really do. Yeah, you really do. And especially because she's meeting all these other characters that are coming in and, you know, as the story unfolds and all that, you know, the, the plot starts to thicken and, you know, her reaction, she's like, oh my God, you're, you're this. And, oh my God, you're this, you know. <laughs> Because you would be, we would be the same, wouldn't we? If all of a sudden we found out that there is a demonic world and that, you know, there's all these demons and they have their own battles and drama going on, you'd be like, what? <laughs> you would feel that way. Yeah. Oh, and that leaves me, I'm thinking of another question I have for you guys that I think is going to be really fun. So in um, both of your books, you mentioned the word angel, right? But in completely different context and like concept it's amazing so what if if you guys were to sit down together and just start with your different concept of angels and um like the way you introduce dragons later on in your stories too i love it um if you just started off with those and made a book baby together what would your book look like <laughs> just starting with those i think it would blow your socks off <laughs> Explosive comes to work mind. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should do it, Josephine. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because obviously, I mean, you know, my angels are, you know, an ancient alien race. And and your your angels and fallen angels are, you know, here on oh, earth. Yeah. Exactly, they're here on Earth. So that would be quite interesting. <laughs> dragons are different, you know, because my my dragons, um, yes, I connect them to, you know, the ancient Chinese and explain why the ancient Chinese are, you know, they love dragons and it's part of their, mm -hmm. their culture. But they are, in my, my stories, they are still an alien race, whereas your dragon is part of the demon world. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I mean... I love dragons anyway. I was like, oh, there's a dragon. I was so excited. I was, there was no warning. All of a sudden, there was this awesome dragon introduced. I'm like, yes. I love the fact, I love the fact that straight away there was that connection with, with, with Ash and that, you know, Ash had saved, you know, the dragon demon in the past and he couldn't understand why he'd gone back to being his dragon form because he'd wanted to leave that life. I love that. I'm like, oh my God, this is epic. And for those who haven't read Josephine's book yet, this is in book two. So make sure you get there to the dragon part. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> it is so cool. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Brilliant. I, I love have it. a dragon in there. I love a dragon. <laughs> they carry on into the next, into the next one. 
I'm trying to avoid spoilers. It's so hard once I've read everything and I'm so excited to talk about it, but I'm definitely trying. <laughs> we, we've got, I'm just going to quickly pop up some more comments, if I may, before you ask the next question. Because um, we've got um, Shabazz, who's just joined us. Hello, darling. Hello. Sherry says, okay, just saying I've had two kids and I need to put you on hold for a minute. See, I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm not the only one who has to brace themselves. There we go. <laughs> Sherry says, oh, so funny. <laughs> Bonnie says, too funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, Bonnie says, I get that feeling too. I can see the authors uh, furiously typing away. I do. I'm terrible. Yeah. I just, yeah. When we I'm get away, I'm away. When we get on our zone, um, Carla says the best way to edit is to print the book out and read it. Start with development, move to line editing, then focus on copy edits. There we go. Okay. Nice. So that's all very, very good advice. And and that's just true, because once you move it from the screen to a print, maybe your mind can refocus around it because now it's in a different form. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Sometimes I know it sounds really weird because your our brains work very, very weirdly. Sometimes even just changing the style of the font, just changing the font completely of your work can make your brain register errors that you didn't see before. Well, that's why I'm re-editing mine because A, I've learned so much. Best in guiding me. <laughs> Well, I think it's all one learning curve, though. It really is. I've learned so much in the last few years. I'm just passing on the knowledge to Josephine and, and other authors because Brilliant. I had to go back. I, I learned so much. By the time I finished Destination Unknown and, and helped, well, I actually helped publish four children's books um, for another author and stuff. By the time I did all that, I'm like, oh, okay, I've learned so much. I need to go back and have another relook at mine because I think they could be better now. Um, and, and that's where Josephine is. She, she, she's learned so much. She's like, okay, I want to put all this in practice. Yeah, it, it's, they, they read better. Maybe they could be even better still than maybe not 100% perfect, but they do read better now. And listening to them helps. When I first started this process, I didn't listen to them. And now I listen to them. I even lay in bed at night and I listen to a chapter before I go to sleep. And then I go up in the morning, right, I need to change that or that's fine. I'll move on to the next. I'm on chapter 10 of a re-edit at the moment. And I'm struggling with chapter 10 this week. I've gone over it twice already and I'm still not happy with it. So I'm going to do it again. I'm nearly there, but not quite. But do you know what? Even, even well-known, traditionally published authors at some point think I could really do with going back and having another look at that one because I've learned a bit more since then. I mean, this is the whole reason why there are, you know, new releases of older books because they've been updated and re-edited to the, you know, for the times and the trends and everything else. Yeah. You know, the one thing about being an author is you're, you know, it's like with any product you produce, you always can create a better version. I mean, mm. I, I know this is random, but you think about men's razors. Mm. Right, just for a second, I know it's really weird, but obviously, you know, as books, we're talking about products. Uh, our books are products. 
So when you look at a men's razor, you know, when our great grandfathers were around, it was like, you know, the switchblade razor and, you know, and then all of a sudden disposable razors were in. It was the biggest craze, you know, now, now, and I've got to tell you, it drives me freaking nuts. <laughs> all these razor blade companies are bringing out a newfangled one. It's got two blades. It's got three blades. It's got four blades and a glide strip. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> But that's but that's the market we that's the market where we live in. It drives me insane. My husband finds a razor he's, he loves, and all of a sudden they discontinued it and they bring out a newfangled one. I'm like, God damn it! My husband will say, "Why do they have to keep changing things when they work?" I know, right? This doesn't. If it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but the book world is the same. The book world is the same. So as authors, we, we've got a product that we have to update, you know, throughout the book's career. You know, every few years we need to rethink, do I need to update the book cover to match what the new trends are for that type of style of book, that type of category of book? You know, there's nothing wrong with going back and re-editing the material or the cover or the blurb or the description because as a product we have to keep up with the times mm -hmm. so you know it, it josephine is doing everything she can um at, you know as i am to try and keep up with the trends and the way the book business is changing and if you want to be a successful author that's what you have to do yeah. It's all changing. yeah yeah and not get too upset when you do get that bad review we can't please everybody all of the time. No, not in any way, shape, or form. No, there is always take a day just to talk about it. <laughs> because the thing is, you know, we do pour we do pour our hearts and souls into our books. I know you do, Josephine, and you pour everything into your books. Um, you know, and 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 it does sting when you when we get a bad review. Unfortunately, as we just said, we can't please everybody. Not everyone is going to connect with our characters not everyone is going to understand or grasp our stories um but that's the same with anything else i mean you take the the movie the matrix i devoured all of them the movies were brilliant i i love them i love the concept brilliant the fact that i had keanu reeves in mm -mm, <laughs> his bonus. but he's been my crush since i can remember um, <laughs> Uh, even my youngest daughter used to go, oh, Keanu Reeves, because mm -mm, she used to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> it was my screensaver. But, you know, in his leather and, oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all there. And she used, to pick up my, she used to pick up my phone and go, she was only like three or four. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Mm -mm. <laughs> but my point is, my point is, there are many people that watch The Matrix who couldn't grasp the concept of the story yeah. just couldn't get it didn't understand it and i'm yeah. like that's them you know every, we all our brains work differently we all have different personality traits we all have different imaginations we are all so individual everybody's take on one book will be as individual as the person that's reading it as individual as the person that actually wrote the book you know so having all those things in line where it's like, yes, I love this book, you know, is a great thing, but it, you know, it depends on the person. Mm. It is. Little details. There are rules as well. 
but you don't necessarily have to follow all the rules. If you can make it flow, it's written well, but it's not within those rules, doesn't mean it's bad. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. Do you know what? I love the fact that you and, and a lot of new authors, um, you know, are pushing the boundaries. This is my style. This is how I write. This is how I tell a story. But as you said, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with being true to yourself as an author. Yeah. You know, the, the, rules are not, the rules are guidelines rather than rules. Yeah. We all, we're all different. It, it all goes back to it. We're just all individual. Some people hate what I've written and other people love it. So it doesn't, I'm in the middle. I would like to think I was grammatically correct in everything I wrote, and I'd like to think I could do it to that standard. But this is fiction. This it, the rules are slightly different for fiction. It's not a documentary. Yeah. It's a story, and yeah. everybody speaks differently when you're repeating a story and telling a story. Um, so, yeah. I agree. I agree. And just quickly, Stephanie says. I feel all reviews are good reviews. A bad review can attract new readers too. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, you know, even the bad reviews, sometimes you look at that. Oh, that book sounds quite good to me, actually. I quite like the sound of that. It won't be that bad, I'll have a read. Exactly. Or, you know, it, uh, you know, the main thing is, is that when you get a bad review, it proves that all your reviews are genuine. That's the main thing. It proves that they're all genuine. And um, and Goodreads, in particular, will message you if you get a bad review and say, do not respond to this bad review. Um, and there's a very good reason for that, because sometimes we do get the odd review from somebody who just wants to be nasty and they want a confrontation. Um, mm. And the last thing you want to do is have a confrontation with anybody you know, I've I've had, you know, the odd message, luckily not very often, but I've had the odd message saying, your book, I didn't like it, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. And and I'm, if they send me a personal message uh, via one of my, you know, platforms, where I'll say, thank you so much for your honest critique. I really appreciate you giving me that feedback. And I do, you know, because that's how they felt. And, you know, they've taken the time to read it. It's genuine opinion. And I will never, never discredit somebody's honest opinion, you know, because we're well, all getting into it though, either, is it? In no, it's all valid. They're all valid. Yeah. The main thing is, as a, as an author, if you get told the to same, sorry, I'm fanning myself, but I'm trying to keep it out of the screen because <laughs> I'm having a hot flush. Um, <laughs> if you've got many reviews that are all saying similar things, then you need to pay attention. If they're saying, you know, that. For example, when I sent out my beta, um, my um, advanced copies, complete oh, brain block then as well as my hot flush. Um, you know, I, a few of my <laughs> test readers said, you know, we need this battle scene needs to be more graphic to really give off how serious it is. And I thought, okay, right, okay, I need to do that then. So mm -hmm. I did. You know, I went back in. And I, I really went to town on the battle scene, not graphically, but just enough so people were like, oh, God, you know, and it gave, an, a, it gave a response. Yeah. As long as you pay attention to the ones that 
will make you a better writer. I think that's all that, all that you need to do, really. Yeah. And, and just appreciate all reviews because everybody's taking the time to read read your book, which is yeah. uh, you know great in itself. Yeah. Every little thing can mean something different to people. I know last month we were talking about in your book, um, there's one of the races that you very well, like you describe very well, but look different to all of us when we started talking about it. Um, yeah, that was what really shocked me. But do you know what? I am sure that I picture Josephine's characters very differently to how she pictures them in her mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know? well, but I think whoever you are, um, I think we've all got a very clear image of what Ash looks like in his muscles. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying with his tattoos and stuff. That might be why I'm having a hot flush because I'm thinking about it. I mean, the relationship between the characters is so passionate, but it feels right. It, I mean, it's written so well. It's not like all of a sudden they, they hate each other. Next thing you know, they're, you know, having a good time. <laughs> you have some interesting elements built in, too. Like like we were talking about earlier, you don't just put it in there to put it in there. Um, and that's another reason I didn't talk about it too much, because there is like magic and plot attached to this. Yeah, um, there's arc character growth because you know, like you're saying, mature. They don't jump into it. They both have their journeys of per personal growth before they even do that, which is awesome. Um, so it, it is kind of like a reader journey, like in itself, in your writing. As as you read it, Heather, and um, Beth as well, you've written, you've read between the lines as well. You, you've built up that image of the characters. But without being told, which comes later on, you can see that there's damage there, that there's broken people. And, and you've read between the lines, because we were discussing this on the comments as well. Um, several of them actually did, that they got it, basically. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, for those who are watching, you will never believe where his tattoo, one of his tattoos is. <laughs> That's my best bit. I'm like, I could just picture and go, what? <laughs> I love it. I didn't say where it was. It's just not in the usual place. <laughs> and if you want to find out where it is, you've got to buy both books. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, we are, can you believe it? We are past an hour already. That's gone so bloody quick. It's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> don't give me my secrets away. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, the plot twists keep coming. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just gonna quickly put the comments on before we finish. Look, uh, Sherry says it's one thing not to like the book and another being mean about it. You don't have to be mean. I, I agree with that. Do you know what? Yeah. I, there, there have been books that I just haven't enjoyed. I haven't connected with them. I just just couldn't get it. I you find something that you can write about. The person's put effort into that. Do you know you what? Can... You can say this was a really well-written book. 
and then not say anything else because mm. it was very well written. You just, it wasn't for you. There have been other books where I thought, oh my God, this is awful. I would rather not leave a review than a bad one because yeah. especially now I'm an author myself, you you know how much time, effort, blood, sweat and tears, sorry, I'm crying here, uh, goes into <laughs> those books. So I could never do that to an author. I, I just couldn't no. do it because I know I I tend to try and find something positive, even if it's only one sentence, and then I will build a review from that. If if there isn't that for me, then I won't leave a review. Yeah. Usually, I leave a review. Yeah. Um, and there's always something. There's there's always something, even if it's only the, the heart that the person's put into it, the author's put into it. Um, but there's usually something that I can find that's positive. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do. Like, as long as you say what you want to say in a way that's not rude, you know, there's always yeah. a way to give that spin and then separating opinion from fact in the book, oh, too. Fact. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Stephanie says there are traditionally published books with mixed reviews as well. Every book is not for every reader. Absolutely. I we are all so different as well. It, I, yeah. I just, the difference between you and I, the difference between. Um, Stephanie's books as well. We've discussed this before. We've, we've read them all. I've, I've read them all, uh, and they are so different. Style, everything. We are yeah. all different. Yeah, as individual as everything else. I agree. Mm. Lisa says that's right. Every author creates his world, his concept, his plot based on his Im imagination. I agree. I yeah. agree. Uh, she, Stephanie says, good point, Beth. Critiques, re uh, critique reviews are different. They absolutely are. Um, Sherry says, you are hilarious. What <laughs> <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> Jill says, he's back. Stephanie <laughs> uh, says, great fun. Thank you, ladies. Oh, you are so awesome. Um, now, Josephine, if you could hold your books up again, just to show our viewers who are watching. I so haven't got the balanced ones. But that's okay. Look at those. They're beautiful. They really give the right atmosphere, don't they, for, for, for your stories. Now, as I said, your all your links are up on attached to the show. So yep. anybody who wants to go and buy a copy today, go do it. The links are there. You've got no excuse. Um, and you can follow Josephine on all her social media platforms. The links are there as well. If you, you haven't already, please join the book club hosted by Heather Skinner. Um, it is fantastic because, Heather, you don't just do, you know, you don't just do the book reads. You do you know, posts about the different chapters, the key elements, and, and it's it's just it's fantastic. Amazing. It's brilliant, Heather. It's, it's very brilliant. good. It really, really it's is. It's very moving. It, it, it gets everybody talking and discussing. And I was, if I'm truthful, I was very surprised at how it flowed this week and how it just, well, this month, how everybody just picked it up and gave their own opinions. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because I know not everybody has the time to read each month. Um, so I try and do the discussions where you can hop in no matter what, and they, they're hearing more about the book without spoilers. I do my very best. I'm like, okay, can I put this in? No. Okay. That's a spoiler. <laughs> so I try not to spoil, but it's like general dis discussions that match up with what's going on in a chapter. So everybody can join in and learn yeah. about the book and then, you know, even see more throughout the month. Oh, maybe I will read that, you know, um, or 
as we go. So I'd like to think it's a lot of fun for everyone. And I have had so much fun getting to interact and feature and interview and everything with both of you. So I am so going to be more in the future. <laughs> we should we should do it more often, I tell you, because I, well, everybody else has been having a blast with us, so we must be all right. <laughs> Just to let everybody know who is watching, the, the book club hosted by Heather Skinner is for all age groups. Um, there are children, um, children's authors on the, the list as well that you can vote for for next month's read or the next month's read. So, so you literally give every author the chance, don't you, Heather? It's yes. not just adult you know, fiction. It's fiction and nonfiction across the board for all, all age groups. Yeah. all genres um and you can also suggest a book as well um however the list is getting quite long isn't it heather book clubs really taken off which is great yes. we'll uh, so the book is i will reveal on wednesday i think is the first um for this next book coming up and we what i do is you vote for the order so like the authors that are in the poll keep carrying over so everybody does get their month so i'm exactly. excited to talk to everybody and no one misses out on a chance Exactly. And then I have about 20 authors who have contacted me on a waiting list that want to be featured after that will go into the next brand new poll. Um, so authors that are contacting me now, I'm, I'm taking for um, takeover lists because I do one takeover or special event a month on there as well. Fantastic. And, and Josephine's videos are on there as well. So please go and join and have a look because Josephine is fantastic. Her books are awesome. Um, and then you can literally look back at all the discussions we've had over the last month about Josephine's book um, and, and, and join in. You, you know, you can still join in. If you read it, you can go back to that month and add your comments and feedback for that particular author and book. So it's not too late. Thank you, everybody, for, for joining me today for this very, very, very special The Witty Writer Show. Thank you. <laughs> with, with the book club and Heather and obviously Josephine, thank you so much for spending this morning with us or this evening for you. Thank you. <laughs> you, are, you are so awesome. And please let us know once you have read Josephine's books because they are fab and, and let us know what you think. And don't forget to share the interview. Okay. Um, if you do, I might, I might, I might talk Josephine into doing like a little special gift for you. So, do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, we can sort something out. But thank you, everybody, and we will see you um, on Thursday again for the Witty Writer Show, where we'll have Mark Gottlieb live. I'm super well, excited, yeah. and we'll be talking about what you guys should be doing while you're writing your book. So we'll give you tips and advice of what you should be doing to get yourself seen, get yourself noticed and start building up your following and test readers. So do not miss this Thursday's show and we will join you then. Thank you, my ladies. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for that. We'll Thank see you, you again. Everybody. Bye. Bye for now. Bye.